Amen, church. Hallelujah. Day number 14. Two weeks of fasting. Me and my wife did no chicken. I'm looking forward to eating chicken today. Before I start, if it's okay that you guys pray for me. Is that okay? It's been a very long weekend. And by God's grace, I'm standing here today. I just want you guys to pray that God will help me. Um, that you will put an expectation on what's being spoken today. Ask God to speak to you through me. You know, I'm here to serve you guys, so there's power in your expectation on what it is that I can say to you today. So ask the Father, would he use his son, his servant, to speak a word in season? Holy Spirit, would you help me this afternoon? God, we need to hear from you in these next 15 minutes, God. We're asking for a word that will carry us from Monday to Sunday. We're asking for a word that will carry us into eternity. Lord, we have pushed aside food in a desirable way for 14 days. And today we're saying, Lord, speak to me. Oh, God, would you speak to me today? Lord, would you speak to me today, God? Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Father, we honor you. And God, we thank you that there are things you have done in us that we're even yet aware of that in the time to come, we will testify of the work you did in these last two weeks, Lord. Lord, we come to you as children, and you said that if we ask for bread, you won't give us a stone. Father, today we ask that you will give us the bread of life, a word in season, O oh God. In Jesus' holy, precious, anointed most excellent, most glorious, most beautiful, most sweetest name on the earth. Amen. Hmm. This is fasting. Amen. Let me hear some eating. Amen. Amen. You see, the thing about fasting here, fasting is not designed to bring you closer to God. It's to make you more aware of him. You know, I know sometimes in our Christian language, we say things like, I feel far from God, X, Y, and Z. All of that is not true. Biblically speaking, God lives in you. And I taught you guys about when the Bible says draw near, we've got to read it from a Hebrew Jewish mindset. It's not about you being far, it's about giving God your attention. So drawing near in a Hebrew context is more like turn aside. I'm making all these things because I want you guys to, 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 to end this fast, and some of you are going to continue this fast. Amen? Amen. Oh, that's right, Ariel. Amen. But I want us to do it with an understanding. The Bible says, by wisdom we build a house, but through understanding it is established. So if we've spent the last two weeks building, aka obeying God's word, we need to pursue after the fast having an understanding that what we built may stand. Amen? Are you guys following me, yeah? So, I thought, let's go to the Bible, and I'm so sorry, 
what I'm about to preach is not in my notes on the screen, so you guys are following me. I thought, let's look at what Jesus did when he fasted. I want you guys to understand that when the Bible was written, it wasn't written to us, but it was written for us. Meaning that the Bible was written to a particular audience, but it's an audience that we can learn from and glean from. So we shouldn't read the Bible so literally that we think it doesn't apply to us, but we should look at the Bible to find principles for what is it saying to us today. Does that make sense? So we've got a story because whatever God tells us to do, he did first. So even Jesus fasted, not for 14 days, but for 40 days. No food for 40 days. No food for 40 days. And it says in Luke chapter 4, Verse 1. So, let me, let me rewind. Before this moment, Jesus just got baptized, yeah? And we spoke about it yesterday. And then God the Father spoke that this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased in. And we always talk about Jesus he didn't do anything yet, but God had affirmed his sonship, yeah? The next thing that happened, the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. And that same Holy Spirit said, hey, I'm going to take you into the wilderness. Touch your neighbor and say, the wilderness. wilderness. So the Bible says here, I'm going to read it in the best translation, aka Amplified. It says, now Jesus, full of, in brackets, imperfect communication with the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan where he was baptized and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days. That number 40 in um, Hebrew numbers represents a new season. So for 40 days, Jesus was being processed into his nets, into his new season. And it says, being tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And when they ended, he was hungry. Touch your neighbor and say, hungry. hungry. Verse 3. Then the devil said to him, if you, are to, if, sorry, if you are the son of God, command this stone to turn into bread. Jesus replied to him, it is written. And forever remains written. Man shall not live by bread alone. I, I want to really bring a reality to life post-fasting. We're going to encounter some temptations. Touch your name and say temptations. temptations. I was going to sing the song temptations, but yeah, temptations. <laughs> Renew my mind. <laughs> And the thing that you've been tempted upon is the last thing God said to you. So when we're doing these exercises, when we're saying write it down, when we're saying be still and journal, not just some Christianese thing to do, we're trying to build a foundation for what's to come. So for some of us, we may leave this fast and enter into a wilderness, may look a bit dry, look like that fast was a waste of time. And the enemy will come and 
do a little sweet talk, pillow talk, whisper. And now it's be like he asked Eve, did God really say? And as my wife just said, you've got to get this word memorized into your heart. So when he speaks, you can respond. Jesus said, the son of God, even he had to quote scripture. Man shall not live by bread alone. I want you in your notes to write down prophetic. And my question to you is will you keep listening to God? We're going to realize through these three temptations that the enemy was actually um, testing three areas Jesus was called to. The first one was prophet, second one was priest, and king. In the Old Testament, we had prophets, priests, and king. But Jesus was all three in one. And by God's grace, he's poured out his spirit so we can also be prophetic. And if you realize, the Bible calls you a royal, i.e. king, priesthood. So there's going to be three types of temptations that are going to come before you guys. The first level is, what did God say? And my question to you is, will you keep listening to God? When we say this fast is not an event but a lifestyle, the fast was supposed to reset something. You see, why did God say not eat food? The reality is this, guys. As humans, we live off impulse. I'm hungry, I've got to chop jell-off and chicken. What was he doing? He was training your will to not live on how you feel. You made a choice to say no to eating. So when that time of eating comes and you say no, you're strengthening your will. And many of you guys said that you got better or it became more clearer hearing God. So I encourage you, don't wait for another A&T fast. Let this fasting become a, a, a routine in your lifestyle. The Bible says not if you fast, but when you fast. Hallelujah. Will you keep listening? Verse 5. I'm going to go into the priest part now. He says, then he led Jesus up to a high mountain. Okay, sorry. We're going to go into the king part. I got it wrong order. Forgive me, guys. Timeless. Verse 5. Then he led Jesus up to the high mountain and displayed before him all the kingdoms of the inhabited earth and their magnificence in the twinkling of an eye. And the devil said to him, I will give you all this realm and its glory, its power, its renown, because it has been handed over to me and I will give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, Wow, look at this question. If you worship before me, hey, Satan got big boots, boy. It will be all yours. 
discipline. Jesus replied to him, it is written. And forever remains written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. This area here deals with royalty, king. And my question to you in this area is, what will you keep speaking? The reason why I'm saying speaking is because the Bible says a word of a king has power. I've realized that Temptation isn't about how strong I am not to do it. It's about my response to when it comes. I shared with you guys bare times about my, um, um, what's it called now? Pornography, masturbation, all that stuff. The day I got free was the day that I said I was free. Did the temptation go away? Hell no. But my confession remained the same. So when we say it's by faith, well, we're challenging your confession. And if the Bible says, by faith we understand that the world was created by the words of God, you need to understand that if you're a royalty, if you're a king or a queen, there is power in what you say. Even more so power when it's the power of the word of God. Are you guys following me today? So it might seem like freedom is not visible right now, but what if I told you freedom was in your confession? Well, what if I said freedom wasn't about what you see or feel, but what you say, what you choose to believe? Like right now, I don't care how much you mature in your walk with God, you will never be more righteous than you are right now. Righteousness is not how good you are. Righteousness is a gift. And yes, we should bear the fruit of righteousness. And that comes from believing in him who is righteous and made you righteous. Once again, by faith. Are you guys following me today? Because God was really dealing with us daily on this identity thing where we, we can't get locked up in the performance of how well I'm doing. This fast should have made us more aware of how good and faithful and loving and merciful God is. And because of that, we freely offer our bodies as living sacrifices, which is our reasonable, basic, entry-level act of worship. What will you keep speaking? What's the confession? You see, how we get what I'm saying from hair to hair is through hair, guys. And yes, sometimes you may feel like a fool because you might not believe what you're saying, but I can guarantee you, if you keep saying it, guys, sometimes there's things about what you say to yourself that changes how you feel about yourself. I mean, if I told you guys every day this week, just say to yourself, at 9, 9 a.m., 12 p.m., 3 p.m., tell you yourself that I love me, and you tell me how you feel about you by the end of the week. Most of our issues in life is our self-talk. And our self-talk creates images that we project 
So I want to really, really, really challenge you. What are you confessing? Yesterday I told somebody that the warfare in their life is a lie. It's real, it's happening, they can feel it, but it's not true. Why? Because not what God said. What does that mean? It means then there were reports and realities that I have to either accept or reject. Will I receive and accept and believe the report of the Lord or will I allow what I feel to dictate how I live or how I respond? Are you guys following me this afternoon? The room is samba. My God. The word is hitting deep. Amen? This fast to challenge self-talk. This fast to challenge confession. This, this fast to challenge how you pray, what you pray. I'm going to go to the last one, but not least. Priest. Verse 9. Then he led Jesus to Jerusalem. And had him stand on the pinnacle, the highest point of the temple, and said mockingly to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. My God, commit suicide. And he said, once again, it is written and forever remains written. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you and protect you and they will lift up their hands so that you do not strike your foot against a stone and Jesus replied to him it is said in scripture you shall not tempt the Lord your God to prove him to yourself guys on this one here which is really interesting it is now Satan quoting scripture to Jesus. Look, the person that we're, we're fighting against, if I can just use that word, is, he's, not, he's not an idiot, amen? He knows the Bible. Man, you may even know it more than we do. Been here a couple of thousand of years. His speciality is craftiness, deception. The way we're able to discern how somebody uses scripture is through our priesthood. Priesthood, in modern day English, is basically our prayer life. The Bible always commanded the priests to keep the fire on the altar day and night, night and day. The Bible says, meditate on the word of the Lord day and night, night and day. The only way we can't be deceived if we have a prayer life that's married with the word. The only way that we cannot be deceived if we have a prayer life that is married. Not shacking, not boyfriend, girlfriend, married. To become one with the word. Satan will always try to find holes and compromise. And, you know, even just a little bit, like, 
you know, God said pray at six. It's like, you know what, it's okay, pray at nine. Silly example, but six and nine are not the same. But you still pray. But is that what God said? And I've learned that the most times when I'm deceived, really, is when I haven't allowed what was being taught to me to get down here. So there's a reason why Satan can deceive Eve and not Adam, because God spoke to Adam, not to Eve. Eve was hearing second-hand information. You see, it's not enough to hear me on a Sunday, guys. You need to go into the Word for yourself. So my question on the priest is, will you keep praying and reading the word? Will you keep praying and reading the word? I'm going to close there because they're flashing time at me five times now. I want my questions to become a new foundation as you exit this fast. I want you not to live in reality that everything's going to be rosy. But I want you to live in a reality that if God has spoken, when the storm comes, I'm going to stand. I want you to live in reality that the word of God cannot fail, even if it takes a bit long. I want you to live in a reality that even at the moments where you are faithless and you ain't got the strength and the will, God remains faithful to you. The Bible says in the next verse that the, the devil left him for an opportune time and the angels came and ministered to Jesus. Then it says that Jesus came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. There are things God wants to give to you guys that you're going to receive as you pass the test of temptation. I want to rise to our feet and I want to pray over you guys. You may not feel the power right now, but I'm telling you, if you can answer these questions I've asked you today correctly, power is going to fall on you guys in the name of Jesus. God has to authenticate you, which looks like processing you. God has to test you before he can approve of you. And I don't want us to look at what we go through as, you know, punishment. As I said, it's discipline and it's going to produce a harvest. So even now, I just the decree and declare, let's lift your hands up that the Lord would release the grace to respond according to his word. Even now, God, those that are even experiencing warfare in their minds concerning the word of God, those that have strongholds in their minds that are agitating against his word even now, where even this morning or last night or this week, where we may feel that past disqualifies us, can we just speak that the blood of Jesus makes us as white as snow and qualifies us to approach God with confidence? That we have a high priest 
He sympathizes with our weaknesses. Does not despise or reject us. But daily says, come, I will rebuild you. Come, I will restore you. Come, I will make all things new. For behold, I do a new thing. And even now it springs forth. I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. I will take you out of the old thing. In the midst of the old thing, I will do a new thing, says the Lord. So today, I ask that you trust me, says the Father, that you look to me. I will perfect your faith. I will lift your head. I will make you clean. You just come to me. And Father, our response is yes. pray, Father, through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, even now, may the love of God be shed upon our hearts. May the love of God that never fails and endures all things be shed upon our heart. May the love of God that is patient and kind be shed upon our heart. May we believe this and may it transform us. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all may be seated.